in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more. This is Potential Picks. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Chris Dewar, and I'm joined by my co-host and the lead detective on this case, Taylor Sokol. Today we're reviewing the HBO Max release, which is also released in theaters that are opened, The Little Things. This is a new movie written and directed by John Lee Hancock. Uh, This is a new kind of crime thriller film. It's really about uh, kind of a thing we've seen in many films before. You kind of have the old, uh, well, you know, the pro cop who uh, is helping the new kind of younger hotshot cop. They're trying to track down a serial killer. And this is set in the 90s. I just watched on Netflix the documentary Night Stalker, which if you've not watched, I recommend. It's a very good four-part documentary series about the Night Stalker killer, his murders, and the eventual capture of that and kind of the trial that went through it. And this was giving me those vibes uh, because Los Angeles being a very open part, you know, that's such a widespread, uh, you have the parts that are very enclosed in terms of a lot of buildings, but there's a lot of these like, you know, desert areas where it's open and we kind of get this opening scene. It reminded me a little bit of Zodiac actually of this young girl being, you know, chased off by just this, you know, the typical young blonde girl in a car driving on the highway, no one around. And then the guy, the person behind her, we can't see his face. He's all dark and we just see the lights and he's tailing her. And then kind of, you know, she almost became a victim, but she lucked out. That was kind of how this movie started. And it kind of was, giving me, all right, this sounds like it's going to be a good time. It didn't kind of keep with that vibe the rest of the film for me, but it definitely was something that I think it got you hooked in the beginning to be like, all right, there's something going on. There's a creepy guy out there and he's brutally murdering women. So this, uh, these cops got to figure it out. Yeah. And so, you know, keeping with, you know, with that kind of theme, this is uh, goes back to the, this is like the noir, but more neo-noir style film where, with noir, we know the kind of the gumshoe detective, the old black and white films, and neo noir has been, you know, coming up in I guess in the last thirty years, it's become more and more um, been the thing. I mean, ever since um, like movies like Seven and things like that. So very similar to the kind of Seven vibes that was given me. But what what changed my idea about this movie was, you know, this is not like a straight up, you know, we got to find this person. They're evading us every twist and turn. This movie was really focused on what happens when you as a detective or when you're on a case as an officer of the law, what, you know, the idea of obsession and what it does to try to find, you know, who done it, but how far are you willing to go and how dark a turn that can do that, that rabbit hole obsession leads you down to. And you see that the toll it takes on two very different individuals um, that kind of get embroiled in the same cases we see with Denzel Washington's character and Rami Malek's. So I thought I was really uh, blown away because I thought that was a very interesting turn for this film where that was more of the focus than the actual hunt for the killer, which I thought that was really cool. Yeah, it definitely was cool to see them showcase what actually cops do or like, the you know, we see them in a lot of crime shows, the, yeah. the process of like what a cop does to track down 
a murder or a theft or, you know, whatever the crime might be. But thinking of the 90s, you know, there was definitely technology, you know, there was technology, there was some advances, but we didn't have the internet. Uh, they did not have all the tools at their trade. And you can kind of see that Denzel Washington being someone that has had a lot of experience, but he's working just as like a, he's, you know, a deputy sheriff up in like Bakersfield. So he's probably not really dealing with a lot of high risk crime like he once did as a celebrated, you know, the celebrated detective of the LA police force, you know, he was the guy. So him kind of coming into town just to do one little job he's supposed to do and pick up this, you know, a couple forms and stuff. He gets that bug again. He gets that hook of, well, now, you know, Rami Malik's like, why don't you uh, stick around and just, you know, come to the crime scene. Maybe, maybe you'll pick up on something I won't pick up, which he does. He comes, checks it out. It's a very brutal scene. You know, we see a bunch of blood stains, and we kind of see this poor woman that's been, you know, uh, just killed and, you know, looking all around this apartment. And then he notices something that Rami Malik's character does not. And so he's already got this hook of, all right, even though I'm not supposed to stay in town, maybe this will help me with something that happened in my past of a crime that I was supposed to solve that went wrong. And yeah, he sees a lot of similarities with that as we see in some of these flashbacks. Um, so, you know, they're hunting on this case. And then of course they come across this guy that, you know, the, this is the, this is the main, this is the guy that we want. And of course it's, it's creepily and beautifully played by Jared Leto. And I think he's, he's fantastic at playing these very creepy individuals. And he, he definitely looks the part as they change his eye color, uh, his nose. They gave him a little bit, yeah, prosthetic nose. So it's not, they, they had to be like, he can't look that pretty. Yeah, uh, exactly. Because like, he is a very good looking guy in real we life. We can't so. have Jared Leto in, in model mode. We need to have him in creepy mode, which he definitely <laughs> plays the part. He's got a bit of a gut. And he's kind of this uh, mechanic looking character that works at a repair shop for like, you know, fridges and stuff like that. And you can tell that he is a, he's a crime buff. He's someone that has uh, researched crimes and he's someone that knows a lot of these little details, which typically when it comes to someone that's a serial killer, there's someone that really pays attention to details. They're not they just like going stay, out. They like to stay close to the crime as possible. Yeah. Yeah, where they're like, you know, when, when you see repeat murders that have a very similar pattern, uh, how the victim is posed, what the victim was, you know, killed with, all these little things, you can kind of see that, oh, there's usually a pattern, right? And somehow he's kind of talking, you know, as if he knows some of these details. And, you know, technically, he's not under arrest, he's just a suspect. And so he also knows his rights. Yeah. And he knows that, like, they can't really do anything to me because they don't have any cause, but he's definitely fits the vibe. He fits the, the MO as they would say. Uh, so he was definitely a fun kind of the, the, the alter part of this film where the whole time you're suspecting him because he's the one guy they're after. Uh, he's creepy. He keeps evading them. And then, you know, we have, I like when they have these scenes where like, you know, the two guys go out to his apartment and they're just kind of out in their car watching him and knowing that as long as I'm there, then this man can't leave anywhere and therefore no one else can get killed on my watch. That's like kind of something to think about because they're so obsessed thinking this is the guy. This has to be the guy. It's just like the, he's the suspect numero uno and only solamente. So yeah. And it, it just becomes, you know, more and more, uh, obsessive of them that they have to just chase after this guy. 
and they both play on the top of each other's obsession. It's just one one upping the other. And I think it just it's but you as the audience, you're watching this, you're like, this is the guy. It's, it's got to be the guy. These guys are, you know, veteran, these good detectives. They're not they're not just doing this because they don't have any, you know, because we see that so often in movies and where the, the the detective or the officer goes rogue and he's like, do you have a search warrant? No, don't worry, I'll find the evidence, which which I don't get what they think is going to happen. They find the evidence, what they, they can't use it, but they do it anyway, you know, and there's always that one time where you have to get kicked off the force until you can solve the case. That's just, you know, the classic yeah. trope. Oh, yeah, <laughs> the classic trope of, all right, give me your badge and your gun, and then the person's still obsessed and they go... They go and they go against the law to solve a crime. They had to be fired for it to happen. Oh, they're now they're a hero because they they didn't obey the law, but they solved the crime. Uh, but yeah, it just I I like that it wasn't the it wasn't this action packed thriller where based on that first scene alone, I thought we're gonna get multiple scenes like that. I thought we we're gonna get more scenes of well, there was a, another one where it was kind of like a jogging okay. scene. Yeah, yeah, there was a, a scene little... where this girl disappears and then. You know, they're trying to find out, is this the next victim or whatnot? But no, this is a very, um, very character focused piece. There's not a lot of heavy mm. action. There's not a, like crazy shootouts or explosions. It's very dark. It's very, you know, creepy in the tone. There's not a lot of, you know, brilliant scenes by day. You know, a lot of the scenes are at night. And uh, there's the dialogue is very well done. I think you have to, because you have to realize when I watched it, I realized there's a lot of references. You have to pay attention in the very beginning of some of the dialogue and some little scenes. And again, the title really works into what you have to pay attention to because as Denzel Washington's detective says to him, you know, it's not a spoiler, but he says it's all about the little things because as he's helping him with this case, he said, notice that, oh, I wouldn't notice it. It's all about the little things because they do all add up. And that's what this whole movie is. It's the little things, the little details that to the very last scene all that up and you're like okay this is a very interesting turn or twist where i'm like okay i you know you have to really pay attention to the dialogue and what they say to each other yeah and it, it definitely makes it so that you're you're also kind of along with the ride guessing the whole time you're thinking oh this has to be the guy this has to be a situation and as as the third kind of act unfolds it definitely i thought opened my eyes to uh just thinking how obsessed cops can get or how obsessed criminals can get with trying to end, reach their end goal and how that can vastly change their outlook on the job and how it can change their outlook on crime period, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. which I thought was, that was the cool thing. It wasn't like a typical, you know, like, Oh, the guy escapes and then we got to chase him down. And, you know, by the end we save another person and we've, we've caught the criminal. It goes in a very different direction. I wasn't expecting and again, the, the kind of mirroring of the two of the, these two cops that are, you know, vastly different, but very similar. Uh, and the acting acting's great. You know, it's a great cast overall. It's a lot of the great supporting cast, but definitely have our, our three main all Academy Award winning actors uh, definitely pull off some great performances. And, you know, Denzel Washington, this, you know, this is not his first uh, cop film he's played. No cops for for decades now yeah, but played, you know noble cops dirty cops here obsessed oh, cops yeah, yeah but i like that he he definitely uh carries this film he's he's just got that charm to him it's and, a little more of a subtle performance i thought there's many times where he kind of stutters over his words he's a little more he he plays very different where a lot of his other roles are maybe a little bit more um 
you know, boisterous harsh and, and intense, harsh. Yeah. Uh, I mean, in the last, you know, uh, years, he did the Equalizer films, which is a little bit more, it's the kind of the brooding uh, anti-hero. But this one was definitely a little different. I just noticed some of the simple things where he would talk to people and kind of quietly look away, couldn't look people in the eye. So that was, I was really impressed by that. And and for Ami Malik as the, the young detective, it was something very different for him because he does a lot of these very interesting characters um, that he's played. I mean, of course, uh, playing Freddie Mercury and his work on I, uh, Mr. Robots. I was going to say I, Robot. Mr. Robot, yeah. Uh, so, and uh, with him coming up with, you know, we, we would have had it before this film, but uh, coming up with the next James Bond as, you know, the main villain he's going to play, he does a very good job where he, he plays a little bit more of a kind of an everyday kind of Joe. He's the straight a, you know, man cop. Yeah, I like that he was kind of, you can tell that in the beginning of the movie, he starts off just kind of like the, he's supposed to be like, he's the new hotshot. Yeah, he's the he's cocky, the new... cocky swagger and everything. And like, oh, he, he knows, still have a, lo- a couple of things to learn. And um, I think his, his kind of uh, the, the journey he goes on with Denzel Washington's character, I think changes him by the end to, to, uh, to maybe a whole new kind of style of uh, being a cop that he wasn't expecting to. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think a lot of this movie is it the best cop movie ever? No. Uh, is it well acted? Yes. Is it well shot? Yes. And especially again with the pandemic, and this is you know this is the year 2021 where I think a big transition will be kind of going from streaming back into theaters, hopefully by summertime. But uh, as this being the first big HBO Max launch for this year. Um, I thought it was a pretty good, you know, it's a pretty good film. I think especially if you can watch from the comfort of your home, it's a fun one to watch. A little eerie at nighttime, I thought. So uh, I definitely recommend the little things. I think it's a fun, fun movie. And I think it's got some great performances and it's got enough in it that it's like, that's a good time. It's a good thing to watch at least once, especially if you have the platform, might as well. Yeah, exactly. And you're right. There are a lot, there are so many countless cop dramas out there from platforms, from shows to movies. Now, is this, you know, groundbreaking i wouldn't say that but i thought that the twists in this film uh towards the very end of the film uh did make you think and did make you you know it, it does, does take it in a different light which i thought was uh well deserved and you know a good little uh a piece so i'm looking forward to seeing more with this director as well and as we see with every month they're going to be having all these launches of movies simultaneously uh both in theaters as well as here on the platform so I'm excited to have that to enjoy that media right from home. So we hope you check out the movie. I know there's been a lot of reviews, uh, mixed reviews about this film, but you know we recommend it wholeheartedly, and especially for the fans of the crime dramas and there's a bit of the thrillers. It's definitely one for you. So check out the little things now streaming on HBO Max and in theaters where they are open. And that was this week's other potential pick. Thanks for listening to the Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast or on Twitter at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.